Otherwise, I record it as is, and I just put it on the fucking podcast. And the other platforms can go fuck themselves. <laughs> That's how we start this. Go go, do what you need to do, sir. Sir, sure. Yeah. Sure. The other platforms can go fuck themselves. There it Take is. care of your uh, your hobbies. Is it playing? Is it playing? Come, my lady, come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Such a sexy, sexy, pretty little thing. This little bitch, you got me sprung with your tongue ring. And I ain't gonna lie, cause your loving gets me high. So to keep you by my side, there's nothing that I won't try. Butterflies in her eyes and her looks to kill. Time is passing, I'm asking, could this be real? Cause I can't sleep, I can't hold still. The only thing I really know is she got sex appeal. I can feel. Too much is never enough. You always gotta lift me up when these times get rough. I was lost, now I'm found. Ever since you've been around, you're the woman that I want, so you're putting it down. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady, you're my pretty baby. I'll make your legs shake, you make me go crazy. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady, you're my pretty baby. I'll make your legs shake, you make me go crazy. You. In essence, some kind of hidden message to show me life is precious, and I guess it's true. But to tell the truth, I really never knew till I met you. See, I was lost and confused, twisted and used. I knew a better life existed, but thought that I missed my lifestyle. Wow, I was living like a wild child, trapped on a short leash, parole to police files. So, yo, what's happening now? I see the sun breaking down into dark clouds, and a vision of you standing out in the crowd. So, come, my lady, come, come, my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady, you're my pretty baby. I'll make your legs shake, you make me go crazy. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady, you're my pretty baby. I'll make your legs shake, you make me go crazy. Hey, sugar mama, come and dance with me. The smartest thing you ever did was take a chance with me. Whatever tickles your fancy Girls, me and you like Sid and Nancy So sexy, almost evil Talk about butterflies in my head I used to think that happy endings Were only in the books I read But you made me feel alive when I was almost dead You filled that empty space with the love I used to chase And as far as I can see, it don't get better than this So butterfly, here is a song And it's sealed with a kiss And a thank you, miss Come, my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady, you're my pretty baby. I'll make your legs shake, you make me go crazy. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady, you're my pretty baby. I'll make your legs shake, you make me go crazy. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, baby. Come, my lady, you're my pretty baby. I'll make your legs shake, you make me go crazy. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady, you're my butterfly. Oh my goodness, bleached hair, tongue rings, it pierced felt like it was eyebrows. never going to end. It just it it just kept playing. <laughs> And then when it did, did, like, did, 
it still kept playing. Yeah, that's right. It, you could. That was one of those songs. It's kind of like the end of Hotel California. You can loop that, and no one would ever know that you looped it until it's like two hours later. You're still at the party. Like, how long has Butterfly been playing on the radio right now? <laughs> it's one of those fucking songs. Butterfly. Uh, Butterfly. Fun facts. Fun I facts it was, about. Was it a fun one to hit the post? I've had to be a fun one to hit the post with. It had to be right. Crazy you know, town. I, I don't know that I've ever tried to hit the post on on Butterfly. So, fun fact about the number 29 uh hottest uh, single of the 2001. Uh this is a this is a band that both Lopez and I have seen. Ozfest. Yeah, Ozfest 2001. That was actually awesome. fun funner fact, more fun fact. Yeah. They got kicked off that tour like two or three stops later because <laughs> the singer or somebody in the band was so out of control on drugs that they just were causing too much fucking ruckus and they so, got kicked out of Oz fucking fest. I, I, I did not know that. Did not I hate know to, that. I hate to interrupt. We're here to talk about 2001, but something happened in 2021. Uh, the Lopez radio listeners used to call themselves what the dozen listener army, right? Yeah. So, oh uh, yeah. We now have a Baker's Dozen listener army. Oh. Uh, there's a plus one in the Lopez, and so I'd like to raise my glass. Oh, thank you. A salute to you and yours. Cheers to the uh, the Baker's Dozen. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, we had a kid. It was it's it's in, it's incredible. It's incredible. Thank you so much. What's your face? The the, the baby ain't listening. The listener army didn't grow. The baby ain't listening to the podcast. We're actually at like nine. We're actually at nine. So recording podcasts. This baby's going to be talking before any other baby, just because that's all she's around is the two of them incessantly talking. Mm -hmm. Her first words could be "shut up." Uh, Wait, you're missing the fuck in there. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Why was it? Why was it cleaned up? Uh, yeah, so, so anyway, back so, 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 so we're talking, we're talking 2001. Yeah. Uh, that is the year that Banshee slash Clint, Lopez slash Jeremy, and Sheet slash Brian all graduated from high school. Yeah, we're kind of, we figure, go ahead, since we're probably not going to have a 20 year reunion. I haven't heard that, it for anything from anyone. Has anyone, yeah. has anyone reached no. out? Has no. Molly What's Her Nuts reached out to anybody <laughs> about about like this? Because that's who reached out before, and I was like, "Yeah, no, you're going to a bar that I've I go to all the time, so I'm not going to yeah. pay to go to this thing." I, I haven't heard from Molly What's His Nuts. <laughs> um, it's been twenty Facebook years. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not on Facebook, so maybe I should check that. You know, you I know, just... on Facebook, you get those messages from people that are like. Don't uh, go on Facebook. Don't do I it. Ju- I just know. I just know that I didn't go to the ten year, and people gave me shit for not going to the ten year. Um, I've got. Two. And I kind of wanted to go to the ten year because at the time I was living in England, and it would have been badass if I flew all the way from England to go to the ten year high school reunion. <laughs> but at the same time, like, motherfuckers ain't got money for that. Yeah. See, my, do, my, I my, fly, do I want to fly? Do I want to fly to like Podunk? town in northeast georgia or do i want to fly to like paris france or madrid spain or scott you know like here's the thing money much well there's money much well spent flying 
all over Europe than flying back home for a 10-year anniversary. I, well, I can tell my, you this. My, you missed nothing in the 10-year. Nothing. Well, my and, and that was my thought on it. What really had changed in 10 years? Nothing. Nothing mm. of substance had changed in 10 years. Same loser. Same loser <laughs> right here. Nothing had changed nothing. from 18 to 28. Sure, yeah, there's some 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 life milestones. Oh, we're all the, the, you're not that different. Uh, uh. <laughs> what you can drink now? That right. makes it great. Fine. Your rental car rates are better now. <laughs> Fantastic. You can actually rent a car. Come on. So I mean, I saw no point in going to a ten year high school reunion. Sure. So I so yeah. I said. You know what? I'm going to go to the 20-year high school union. We talked about this so nope. much. You were like, I nope. want to go. You're like, I want to go. Nope. I just want to show up. Fucking nope. <laughs> COVID, I, yeah. COVID had other plans. No, I totally wanted to go to the 20-year as well. And if you were going to be there, I was going to be there, man, without a doubt. Yes, yeah. sir. But so since that's not happening, what we thought we would do was discuss everything about 2001. We'll talk music we'll talk movies we'll talk sports uh tv the major news events of the year sprinkle maybe some 2000 in because the school year was 2000 to 2001 yeah but we were still kind of in the the same social circles in late 2001 so we're just going to cover all of 2001 maybe sprinkle a little early or a, a little late 2000 into this yeah 100 percent. And, and it's we've been talking about doing this for a while because we knew the uh the the 9/11 of health things happened this year like it's just like 9/11 happened in 2001 yeah. it's been a weird fucking year like yeah. and we knew going into this like holy shit we're not there's no way we're doing a 20 year like what do no. you do at that point do you combine up 2002 and 2001 for a big reunion it might be kind of interesting because we didn't know people that graduated in 2002 as well Mm -hmm. It may actually make it more interesting, but who really cares? We're all in our late thirties at this point. Like yeah. we're, we're just kind of like, well, I'm halfway there. So who gives a fuck? <laughs> I could just stay home and get drunk and watch some Netflix. So, so not to take this down this, this really dark road or anything. We're not like Bojack Horseman. Take this it. Isn't like, Let's go. This isn't like the standard Lopez radio podcast. I don't feel I like. I see a dark trail over there. Take it. But like you brought up a good point. You're like, we're in our late thirties, you know, like we're, we're, we're like almost halfway there. Mm. It's a good point. How fucking crazy is that? How weird is that? You know, we go back and forth all the time uh you know just randomly you'll be like i was just thinking about this the other day and i don't know it made me think about you know shit back in high school and or it made me think about shit back in early college and you know you just kind of look back on it with fond eyes you know mm -hmm. maybe at the time when it's all happening it's not that fucking great and you know you're just, i don't know like it's it's amazing how your mind when you just look back even 10 15 and now 20 years like how all the shit that was kind of bugging you at the time, like all you remember is the cool shit. You remember Quake mm -hmm. Club. You remember, oh. you know, you you remember just all the shit that you used to do based around this group of people that you hung out hung around with. Like even after the fact, when one of our friends went to boot camp, right, for, for the Marines, and then 
we're you know we've moved into a house together and we're we're just kind of figuring out what it is to be a person out in the world you know mm-hmm. it's just kind of like holy shit i can go have waffle house whenever the fuck i want like this is kind of neat i know? still haven't figured that out though I because mean, the rule the rules change all the time they do and they surprise you sometimes too yeah yeah it's wild and the rules aren't the same for everybody <laughs> No, yeah, 2001 was the year I figured out that, you know, you could didn't have to follow the rules. You didn't have to, like, you know, go to class. I've got an important That's, question. Yep. I've got an important question. You didn't for- have to. I mean, you just, you know, like, you didn't have to, whatever. I mean, and in 2001, for me personally, that was also the year that I got suspended from high school uh, for, for having drugs. Oh shit! And how for how long? For ten days. I've got another question that has nothing to do with two thousand one. Are 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 you and and you might not be, but are you actually talking into a mic that's, that's working? What are you? Is my microphone not working? I think your I think it's your webcam microphone. Uh. I don't know. Go to Come your settings on, and look. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking into it. And I was like, this is not right. <laughs> is it your webcam mic? I don't know. Just I might I might be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> She's just losing it. They're crying out loud. Like, why do you even change it? <laughs> Just use what I want you to oh, use. Oh, you sound so much better. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm like, why is he talking to us through a, through like a paper towel tube right now? <laughs> I am so embarrassed. <laughs> why didn't you say something fucking sooner? Because I realized it as I was getting enthralled into your story. We're on I, this call. I, I, we've been on I, this just, call. How long have we been on this call? I what honestly... I honestly... <laughs> I thought the acoustics were just bad in the room. <laughs> I thought the acoustics were bad. And I was like, oh, God, I don't want to say anything. That sounds terrible. How long have we been on this call? Banshee, what? your room oh. sounds like shit, buddy. <laughs> oh. No, this oh, mic sounds great. Oh, it sounds amazing now. You oh, should have said God. something. It's okay. It's all oh, right. Oh, Jesus. Apologies. No, cheers, buddy. Cheers. All right. I'm drinking the I'm drinking the bottle and bond ten year McKenna Henry single barrel Kentucky straight bourbon. Whiskey. Very nice. I'm on that creature and comforts it Athena. Delicious. Very nice. Drinking water. High quality H two O, as they mm-hmm. said in Waterboy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All um, right. So so how how do we want to attack music then in two that late two thousand into two thousand one? I mean, we could just, I don't know. What I've got pulled up are the top, I've got top albums of 2001, and I have the Billboard year-end Hot 100 singles of 2001. So I would like to point out, (laughs) this might be a decent jumping off point. Sure. We could look at summer of 2000 as the start of this journey into 2001, and what came out June 20th, 2000, 
White Pony by the Deftones. Oh yeah, uh, something we've brought up several times on this podcast. Yes, like exactly. Still something that, to go that, back. That's, from. That's, a, that's a that's a safe place for us. Let's but go that, there and see where we end up. Yeah, that album was the theme. Like, it was the the, the album of high school two thousand one. Yeah, like, that one was played. Like we played a lot of other albums, but that one was played consistently that summer before and the entire school year. Mm-hmm. It really was like it. it that it, uh, that back to school pink maggot remix or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. That, it well, was, like change came out and it was just huge. Yeah. Right. It was just absolutely massive. And it really brought Deftones to like the forefront. And it also kind of helped shed that new metal image in a way, in my opinion, at least, because it wasn't so rap rocky. Yeah, when you when you had like Limp Biscuit doing their thing and Pod doing what they do in Corn, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, those guys toured around with all those dudes. Like they came up with all those guys in California, and and it just, you know, it just kind of made sense because it, it was a hard band, and they were a little more rappy and adrenaline. Um, and they changed a little bit with Around the Fur, and Around the Fur was always going to be an album that reminded me of going to Arizona um, because I bought the album right before we, we left to go to Arizona, and that's all I listened to on my CD player the entire time. So sure. now when I listen to it, it just reminds me of Arizona. So when when White Pony came out, um, we had actually listened to almost all the songs um, beforehand because Napster was huge at the time. Mm-hmm. Napster was fucking big. Great point. That is a great point. So you're talking about a time period where uh, pirating music was such a weird, wild west type of situation. Um, you said it came out in June of 2000? 2000, 2000? June 20th, 2000. So we that, had already... That summer, I got my first 56K modem. Before that, I was 14.4. Holy shit. <laughs> so, that summer, so that summer, I was downloading MP3s, and I had like... And then I was burning them on CDs. And when my dad figured out I could do this, he's asking me for like these obscure shit. Like he's like, did they get this album by this band named Cowboy that was released in 1964 and only eight records were ever made? I'm like, I don't (laughs) think the internet works that way, dad, but I'll search for it. And I would fucking find it and I would download it, burn it on a CD for him. And he would treasure it like gold. Find me some Mott the Hoople, son. Like, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something crazy like that. No, it, it was, what was wild is that came out that summer. We had, through Napster, just leading up into that summer, had found all those tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, we were all still on dial-up at home. The, yep. the, the, the school is on a T1 line. A T1. Yep, we used that. We used that. We had an entire classroom of kids just downloading shit through Napster. Like we would bring, I would bring my zip drive to school. Yep. I would bring. I, my had, zip I brought drive. my external burner. Yeah, external burnt, dude. We were we we had so many, we had so much because it was so much faster. And those were the nights where like, those are the the days when like if you really wanted to get some good shit, uh, like maybe ten to fifteen songs, you queued them up in Napster and you fucking went to bed. And maybe in the morning, maybe in the morning on your dial, the connection didn't drop. Absolutely, the connection didn't drop. Absolutely, assuming your your mother didn't roll over in the middle of the night and pick up the phone 
for some reason to, to dial something and interrupted your dial-up connection. Um, you had maybe 10 songs in the morning. Uh, no, I had to set an alarm at 3 a.m. so that I would wake up, go downstairs, and turn it off, and then go back to bed. Were you on AOL Minutes? It wasn't that I was on... I had unlimited minutes. It wasn't that. But like, my father woke up and would turn the computer on and use it for work in the morning. Ah. So... You were, and, you were like really on top of it. I see. I had my own computer in my in my room, so like I could actually set all that shit up and not be bothered by it unless someone picked up the fucking phone. So no, I we had a family computer. It was in the office and it was kind of like this your back is like the computer was in a corner and you're there were two entryways into the room and both of them were at your back when you're sitting at the computer. I hate it was that the shit. Worst. I hate it that was shit. The worst. Because it's like, so you had to be on the up and up. Whatever you were doing on the computer had to be legit. You had to be able to explain it. It couldn't be obvious. Yeah. So like porn on the computer at that, well, even at that time, I couldn't even process images. I just got a 56K. Yeah. Like Im like images were like, bzz, 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 mm -hmm. and you're like, here comes the nipple. Here comes the nipple. And it's like, yeah. mm, and then you get the X, the little X. And you're like, Oh man, I had a I had a zip disc. Yeah. Was it a zip disc? Maybe it was just a regular floppy disc, right? Yeah. Uh Anna Nicole Smith. There you go. I had those Anna Nicole Smith nudes. <laughs> oh man, I was can't that, tell you. I had the um a friend of mine, his dad bought a scanner. And then somebody at school somehow got a copy of the Playboy that had uh drew barrymore in it i forgot she did playboy and then uh we scanned it on the scanner and then i had a i had a floppy disk of it what scanned. year what year did sable of the wwf do playboy was that 2001 it was before that i'm pretty sure oh that was during the attitude era probably 98 99 right um yeah, probably. Hold on. Yeah, 99. 99 okay. it looks right. like. Um, so what what's kind of wild, I, I'm looking here at the, the top ten best selling albums of two thousand one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I wanna start I, I I'm gonna go with number ten. I just wanna work my way to number one. Okay. And I okay. just wanna just we're just Wh who's the reference here? Billboard or pitchfork? Who are you using? Um let me see. Uh, this Jack. is from this is from SoundScan. Yeah, okay. it's Uncle Jack on the corner. <laughs> he holds up that sign, bends it. <laughs> so the tenth best-selling album of two thousand one was Volume Six of Now That's What I Call Music. What does that even count though? No, no, I can't that, even. You believe. can't put a compilation that isn't. No, uh, that hey. no, no. I mean, I understand. I, that's that's from that's... the word. This is not your list. I understand that. I'm just calling foul from the get-up. We don't number nine. So I would like to point out that that was the sixth volume of Now That's What I Call Music. But that's only in the United States. Any album... Actually, sorry, go ahead. It actually started in the United Kingdom in 1983. Any album now that has Now That's What its own, I Call Music has been around since 1983. It's just crazy because any album that has its own infomercial probably shouldn't... shouldn't be able to compete, right? Yeah. You're next, not gonna. Next. You're not going to do like... Uh, uh, rock anthems 
every so are you telling me that compilations and soundtracks and stuff like that shouldn't be included on this next song it, it shouldn't but i mean come on it's 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 sound scan so it's an album i guess go ahead number nine the soundtrack for oh brother where art thou <laughs> i thought you were gonna say now that's what i call music volume seven <laughs> um, no the oh brother were out there that was 2001 according to this this is from this is this this is the best-selling albums january 1 to december 31st 2001 and constant sorrow fantastic movie fantastic soundtrack such a good movie uh you know i actually talked to someone the other day that uh they do like a podcast where they they go through and they break down movies from their past mm -hmm. in a very uh critical way like they they actually break it down in a very critical way so they go look at the, the writing the directing the editing all that stuff and uh, they uh, they didn't give good reviews to Oh Brother Art though. Really? Yeah. Anyway, that was where would you point. rank it in your Cohen Brothers uh, filmography? It's up there, but I think it's up there because of when it happened. Like that's the problem, right? Like it's hard mm -hmm. to break away from. Like when did I see this? I saw this in my formative years of being seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, when I was trying to mm -hmm. form my opinion of the world by myself. Yeah, um, I feel like music's the same way where it's like, do I love this because it was here when I was this age or do I love this because it's good? Uh, when you're talking about Deftones, White Pony, I love it. I feel like I love it because it's good because I know there's still several people years and years after we, you know, we were into it and loving it that weren't even some in some cases not even alive when it came out that love it. So, um, I don't know, I have man. a crate. I have a crate full of CDs mm -hmm. that I purchased in 2001 that I have no desire to listen to right now. Yeah. Like, I could dig them out and go, oh, man, I got to listen to this. And, oh, dude, that'd be cool to remember this. And, whoa. Okay. All right. Right? Mm. But not really. I, don't, yeah. I mean, like, I'd have to get the crate out. I'd have to open it. I'd have to find a CD player. I'd have to hook it up. And then I'd fall asleep. I mean, it's just not going to. There's, But there's tons of shit like that, right? Yeah. Of course. Oh, brother, we're out there. Great soundtrack. That movie, to me, put Coen Brothers on the mark. For you. That, okay. Yeah. Argo. See, I, I, I was I watched Fargo and 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 uh, Big Lebowski so much before that, but I mean, it's still, it's still one of those things where, Oh Brother is is definitely a landmark for me. It might be number three for me. So here's here's my thing about it's it. tough it's, though because the Coen Brothers, they've got no, so much. So, yeah, no, I wasn't allowed to see Fargo when it first came out. It was rated R. My parents wouldn't let me watch rated R movies. They were just, well, yeah, I didn't see well, it until later. I'm, I'm glad because I, you grew up to be such a great fucking person. Yeah, right. Jesus, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but but I'll say that I, I watched it as an adult and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Right? Yeah, yeah. But I will also say that to me, the Big Lebowski is one of my all-time favorite and probably my number one Coen Brothers movie. But the thing about The Big Lebowski is it's not a movie for everyone. Yeah. But the thing about Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? 
is that's a movie for everyone in the south no i i <laughs> i mean i don't see people really being like this is fucking great from like uh, there's definitely there are some people but I think you're going to find you're way a young less Peruvian boy from the South. I know, you still, but you're going to find you way, still feel attached to it. You're going to find way less people that lived in fucking New Jersey that love that movie the same way we love that movie. Cause sure. we know we knew some of those fucking people in that sure. movie. Polly and that muff cabbage girl on Jersey shore probably didn't like, uh, uh, Oh brother, cabbage. where art thou? Muff Isn't that what she said? That's what they would call each other. Okay. So uh what what I'll what I'll say about the soundtrack to Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Uh considering it came out in 2001, 18 years old, I wasn't exactly looking into Americana and roots kind of music. That is something that this soundtrack did for me, is it introduced a new genre of music that I had never even thought about considering before. And yeah. I, I don't I don't listen to it a lot. But I do listen to it from time to time. So, that, I mean, got to give some credit to that album. I mean, we were only, what, a couple of years uh, outside of actually really getting to XM Radio at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only reason why I would ever turn on the Bluegrass channel is because mm-hmm. I really enjoyed Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Like, yeah. it may have been, bec- like, it may have first hooked me because of the dialogue, but I still find myself from time to time humming the songs from that fucking movie like it's just Mm -hmm. it was just a really well executed um soundtrack it just really was Uh, without a doubt without a doubt um at number eight it was to me i felt like the coen brothers did a musical Mm, yeah i mean a little bit but i mean they only sung that that couple of times um the the rest was just just background music but music was played in a huge role in that movie. It did, yeah, without a doubt. Sure, it was. It was great. I enjoyed it. What's uh, what's number eight there? Number eight is the album "Weathered" by the band Creed. Oh yeah, what is that? Uh, what's the one that's the the song? Uh, "Weathered" by Creed. The I one that sounds exactly like the other one. <laughs> they all. Did you see that? Uh, you know those. Uh, remember those websites? where they would replicate the little squares a hundred times. And it was like, not another website or something like that. Or, I, they, they were like memes before we had Reddit and Imager and Twitter and all that. And they would be these full screen web pages with like, with GIFs, with audio playing, or sometimes they'd be all tiled. And it was this, um, but it was this meme thing that the, that you would post in message boards and you click on the link and it would go to these extra websites, these windows. Neither of you understand what I'm talking about. It's mm-hmm. okay. But what I'm trying to say is that they did one where they played all the Creed songs and they all started out different. And then all of a sudden, just like they would just match up. They just became like, the same thing. And and it became the same thing. And you're like, Oh, that's all that was. That, it, that's what I was going to say about them is yes, that the, I, I did not like Creed. They were not a good band, in my opinion. But they found a formula. They made a ton of money. They did. I mean, I can't fault them. That they was still suck balls. That was the year of their smash hit with arms wide open. And with my arms sacrifice. Wide open. Here's the thing, though, man. Remember, Here's- WWF partnered up with them, and they made some vid- some Mike sacrifice videos. Arms, arms wide open wasn't even on weathered. 
Was it not? The track list for, no, the track list for Weathered is Bullets, Freedom Fighter, Who's Got My Back, Signs, One oh, Last Breath, false. My Sacrifice, That's Stand Here With Me, Weathered, Hide, Don't Stop Dancing, and Lullaby. They didn't even bother to make a music video for the title track of their sophomore album. I believe that's their sophomore album, isn't it? Yeah. No, third. So that's their so, third studio. So wait, did two Creed albums come out in two thousand? Yeah, before no, well, hold on. Because with arms wide open right here is on the Billboard Hot One Hundred singles of two thousand one at number thirty nine. Hold on. I'm looking at the Creed discography now. We had My Own Prison in nineteen ninety seven. Human Clay in 1999 and Weathered in 2001. All right. Human so, Clay track uh, listing was Are You Ready? What If? Beautiful Say I Wrong Way. Faceless Man Never Die with Arms Wide Open. Higher Wash Away Those Years and Inside Us. So Higher was the 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 with A arms, side. With Arms Wide Open came off Human Clay. Yeah, it right. reached the Billboard Hot 100 in November of 2000, so it must have just been still yeah. hot through 2001. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that makes sense. Okay. All right. Uh, and number seven, Survivor by Destiny's Child. That was a that was oh. huge. Yeah, that um, was fucking huge before Beyonce had the fucking beehive, was, yeah. all that shit. Yeah, but it's still but Beyonce was still Beyonce and Destiny's Child. Like she, she was, that was still her show. That but, was. That it's was still crazy to me to, to like see some of those really old Destiny's Child clips and see Beyonce because she before she's like truly Beyonce and there's Which still Destiny just Child Destiny's Child. No, I'm just saying if you look at some of the older, older Destiny's Child right. stuff. But which one are you talking about now? Which one was on the chart? Oh, um, Survivor. I, I'm a Survivor. Album. This is before right. she was in uh, Goldmember. No, not Goldmember. A Spy Who Shagged Me. No, was Goldmember. This, was this it was for... Goldmember. It was Goldmember. Was this for Goldmember? Did she write this? No, 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 no. This was this was separate from Goldmember. This altogether. is the album. This is her album. This is yeah. This is Destiny's Child altogether. I oh, think Goldmember was actually the catalyst for her going out on her own. To be honest, because she was by herself. She like not. It wasn't too long after all that that uh, she became a solo artist. But can you think of? But she was front and center on the camera too. Like well, yeah, she was the lead videos, for sure. She was, yeah, she was the lead for sure. She was the one in the center. She was the one standing <laughs> closest to the camera. Um, but can you think of another group or band where you're like, oh, that's not this band. That is this person. Like I can't. But maybe uh, Chris Cornell. Mm, yeah, maybe. I think Chris Cornell probably made Soundgarden. And just as he probably made Audio Slave, you don't have another. I, I don't think you have another singer that can make that. Soundgarden could have made it as big as they made it without Chris. No, but I think that's all Chris Cornell. Sure, that's what I mean. I don't think there's another singer that could do that. Um, so that's a good, that's a good answer. I can't think of. I mean as, the 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 stupid answer is Nine Inch Nails because. Nine Inch Nails wouldn't be Nine Inch Nails without Trent Reznor. So That's true. That's you true. couldn't just have another singer. How about right? Well, and so what about the other way around, where you have like a perfect circle and Tool, when you and you have Maynard doing different projects, but they're all kind of very similar, or 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 uh, um, Chino with his different projects. 
team sleep and whatnot team sleep yeah. yeah 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 crosses stuff like that um let's see speaking of i think there's a band called Pedro the Lion, and the lead singer from that band, whose name escapes me right now, and I'm not going to look it up, even though the internet is before my fingertips. And it's fun- he's pretty much Pedro the Lion. It's funny you um, mention. It's funny you mention that because uh, Judith, which was the hit single by A Perfect Circle, came out in July of 2000. It came out in the summer of 2000, along so there with you go. along with. Uh, White Pony, where Passenger was Passenger. like probably one of the fucking greatest songs on that that people still yeah. reference to this Passenger day. Passenger and yeah. Knife Knife Party to me, for I don't know why that song hit me the summer of two thousand, fall like summer fall two thousand winter two thousand one, but like like Knife Party to me that was the track on that one that just really just was my favorite. Digital bath, baby. Digital bath. Uh, number six, songs in a minor, Alicia Keys. Yeah, oh. that's uh, in and out of what I keep falling in and out of love with you. That song. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's... that was when we. That was that was our introduction to Alicia Keys. Yeah, that was her coming out party. That was her huge like boom. Here I am. Yeah, and she ended up being gigantic because I think the number one song of that year ended up being. Uh, like Little Lady Marmalade, I think that that oh, was yeah, yeah, that yeah. was toward the end of the year. But that was like all the big artists at the time. So you had Pink, you had uh, you had Alicia Keys, I think, in there, right? Um, maybe was I, she I in don't that? I, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I might be fucking that up. So uh, uh, the fact that we're talking, about, where is it? So there is a um, there's a very cool video I watched on YouTube the other day where they're talking to musicians and they take one of their songs and they listen to it and they break down every single little piece of the song and alicia keys was one of the ones that they did oh, there's it was, a bunch of people that do that really well it was very very good i can't find it in my youtube history at the moment which that is disappointing yeah yeah it, it you know it's one of those but things. no yeah that that was to me, Alicia Keys blew me away as being a very talented piano player, a very talented singer, and very early on, even with like, because like Fallen was like the the song they played on the radio all over and over and over again. And every time she was in an award show, like the Grammys, the Oscars, MTV Music Awards, uh, playing on Howard Stern or on The Tonight Show, or you know what I mean, like. Every show she was on, she was playing that song, but she played it kind of a little differently. You could tell there's some musicality to her as opposed to some of the other pop shit that was going on. And it, it made me feel like this this chick's gonna stick around. Like she's got it she's got it dialed in. She's super talented, super good with what she does. This is this is not a one hit wonder we're looking at. Yeah, yeah it, def- no, she, it definitely she's continued to be a force in music. So oh, yeah. right, it was definitely a song like "Fallen" was definitely a song that was, you know, kind of dropped into the R and B category because I think that I think that people who did categories at that point in time were very fucking lazy. Um, well, but it racist, didn't. But... Well, yeah, it, it well it didn't match. It didn't match the rest of the genre. It was just it was something that. I would say that song transcended the genre it was put in for sure. Uh, number five, "Break the Cycle" by Stained. Oh man, 
Break the wait. So dysfunction was two thousand, I guess, or ninety nine. Yeah. I guess what I guess. Was, what was the Family Values tour? Was that two thousand? I think that was ninety nine. Because I had the Which fucking one. Uh, the original the, the one. The pink one. Did you have the bubblegum pink one? I had the 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 videotape. It looked like an old school gig poster. It was Limp Biscuit, Ramstein, fucking Ice Cube. Right. Uh, corn and someone else. There was yeah, that wasn't there, the uh, original. The original was uh, what? Corn, Limp Biscuit, uh, Filter, Crystal Method. Edema, yeah, the maybe? family. Yeah, that was '99. The Family Value Tour. See, I'm talking. I bought the Family Values Tour '99 CD, and I bought the '99 when it came out. No, I'm talking about 98. That was 98 was the original. That was the first one that came out. 98 right. was Corn, Ramstein, Ice Cube, Limp Biscuit, oh. and Orgy. Wow. Doing Brain that doesn't work. That Duke, 99 that was Hold on. So Family Values Tour 99. Oh, that whole thing's on YouTube by the way. <laughs> that had that had's yeah. <laughs> the whole album's on YouTube. Yeah. It's amazing. Like the whole video, yeah, the whole video is on YouTube of like that concert too. Um, I had the I had the CD and the VHS. I was uh, I was all in. Look at you, hot shit. I was right. all in on that new metal shit, man. No, I had I I bought the CD and it had the bubble gum inside and it was and then the pink wrapper and it was weird. Yeah, I and remember was, that. I didn't get I didn't pick it up though. It was the pink. It was the pink CD and then it had the clear cellophane sleeve over the outside, so you had to pull the sleeve off to open up the CD, mm -hmm. but it was like such a pain in the ass. I just tossed the sleeve and like, it was just this pink pip Pepto Bismol pink CD case. Right. I knew that was the family values. And it had that stained, uh, on the outside, like acoustic version, like yep. trying to be like push like Bush doing glycerine. I mean, yeah. you know, like, well, and that was, that was the, also the one where, where, uh, Fred Durst was sitting there with him too. It was like, yeah, like Biloxi, because they were in yeah, Biloxi, yeah, Mississippi. Yeah. And then, but that had the, that that Crystal Method song that was on there was really good, and there was a couple other songs on the album that were not that were pretty good. Uh, is is Break the Cycle the one? Is that the album that has like it's been a while? It's been a while, yeah. Like that on That's it? the one. Yeah, yep. yeah. it's right. been a while. Uh, number four, Day Without Rain by Enya, whatever Whoa. that is. Dude, um, Enya was fade cleaning. Away, fade away, fade away. <laughs> Dude, Enya, I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this much. Enya was cleaning up through the entire 90s yep. and early 2000s, and we'll never have to worry about money for their, her great uh -huh. fucking grandkids. Yeah. For a long fucking time. Enya was like big world fucking wide. Yeah. People love uh, that shit. Number three, Celebrity by NSYNC. Okay. That was the one Which with I Pop think, on it, right? I, was, I think that was probably carried by Pop, yeah. Yeah, that was after their really big hit of No Strings Attached. Yeah. That was the follow-up. Uh, number two, Hot Shot by Shaggy. I have no doubt this is carried by Thong Song. No, you're There's, thinking about Cisco. That's Cisco. It wasn't me. Oh, was that Cisco? Yeah, Shaggy did the... Oh, uh, see, I, Shaggy was, um, it wasn't no. me. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it wasn't one more. That was, but, on, so wait, yeah, hot, you're right. It's me. Hot shot, <laughs> hot shot track list is Hot Shot, Lonely Lover, Dance and Shout, Leave It not, to Me, Angel, these. Hope, Keep It Real, Angel, You Love know. Me, Love Me, 
Freaky girl. It wasn't me. It wasn't Not me. fair. Hey, love. Why me, Lord? Chica Bonita. Angel was oh, like, no. Angel and it wasn't me were like almost the, like, so it wasn't me as a number 12 overall Hot 100 for 2001. Angel was 17 on yeah, Hot 100. It, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was definitely the A side. Angel was the B side. Yeah. yeah. You you heard it too because it was that, that, that shorty, you're my angel. You're my darling, baby. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Life is one big color when you're still young. Who's going to have your back when it's all done? Yeah. <laughs> Back, my, my brain had a misfire there with Cisco and Shaggy. That's, yeah, you know. some, some issues. <laughs> although, um, although and, I will say about Shaggy, by the way, I had this inside joke with one guy on these overnights I used to work for uh, for yeah. Best Buy back in the day. We used yes. to talk about how, like, if we could, we because we'd be setting up these new stores to grand open. Mm-hmm. They're like, we'd always be like, dude, what's one thing you'd want to put in this fucking store if you could? And I was like, I just want a fucking button that when you hit it, like. Cisco just goes, yeah, and like fucking people in like thongs just start like pirouetting <laughs> out of the fucking back of the back of the store. You just want a Cisco button. I don't know why that sticks in my head, but we laughed because we laughed so fucking hard. No marijuana needed because we were sleep deprived for three weeks at that point. Oh, yeah, it no just, doubt. Just a button that you the Cisco button. Yeah, that thong. Just like, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Just uh, <laughs> so there's a button, right? Uh-huh. Cisco button. And he, when just, I press it like this, yeah. What happens? Yeah. Cisco Cisco pops out doing his fucking tumbles and 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 like his tumble uh-huh. routine uh-huh. with yeah. along with all these dancers and thongs. Now here, and mind you, they are waiting. At all times inside of a Destin, Florida Best Buy store in the back for you to push this button. Now, Are you feeding them and giving them water and bathroom breaks? That's not my problem. That is Best Buy's problem. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But there is a button that brings those motherfuckers out. I don't care what year it is. Who can press the button? Anybody? Anybody. And here's or the a thing. blue shirt. You got to be a blue shirt. No, to press anybody button. can do it. it. The button just sits there. And if it doesn't get pressed... Guess what? They just sit back there. Is it advertised or is it like a doorbell just on the side yeah, of an end cap? It's just, it's just like one of those press here for help buttons at Lowe's. <laughs> do, they, do they age? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, and the number one, the number one. Thank you for moving on. The number one top selling album uh, of 2001, Hybrid Theory, Lincoln park tried so hard but got so far and in the end it doesn't even matter no 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 that's not so that. no no wait wait lincoln what's lincoln park what what in the end that? in the end it doesn't really matter yeah hybrid theory hybrid theory hybrid theory yeah. it's off that one yeah let's let's go over the track list because we know all these tracks probably sure, no we do them. not shut up when i'm talking to you shut up that one Hybrid Theory, Lincoln Park Hybrid Theory. That was their biggest album. That was their fucking, everybody had that album, even if they didn't want that album kind of album. Track listing. Here we go. So You You had it. You didn't realize. One Step Closer, With You, Points of Authority, Crawling, Runaway, By Myself, In the End, A Place for My Head, Forgotten, Cure the Itch, and Pushing Me Away. Crawling, um, In the End, and what was the other one? Um, 
was the first one. One step closer. One step closer. That was their big breakthrough. And we used to make fun of it all the time. But let me tell you something. With time becomes a thing where you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, that was a pretty good. I see why that was a big song. Like, I'm not like, you know, by no means am I searching out Linkin Park's hybrid theory. But when I hear it back, I'm like, because it was in that video I sent you guys, the clip, the, the, the all the clips of what happened in 2001 mm-hmm. along with the music. And I was like, I was like, holy fuck. Like, I get why that song was so fucking big. Like, in the end, was so big for people because people were kind of coming to that, like, holy shit, maybe my life isn't that great. Maybe I am kind of goth. Like, maybe, like, this rock music speaking to me. Like, that was kind of what made... Um, not new metal, but that, that, that was kind of what made like the, that weird mix of classic rock and new rock work on radio for a while. It bridged that gap. So that's why you could hear that and ACDC. And then you could hear like fucking theory of a dead man. Like that kind of made all that work for some reason. I, I, well, for me, like with the advent of streaming music, like, uh, Spotify, where you can just go, I want to listen to this. And you can say, I want to listen to this genre, and the algorithm plays the next song, right? Right. And, like, I listen back to, like, bands like Incubus, uh, bands like um, Linkin Park, um, Stained, Limp Biscuit, Corn, Deftones, uh, like, those bands, like... Uh, what was it? Uh, the played the butterfly, Candyland, or whatever the name was. Crazy town. Fucking fucking fuckheads. Remember the prodigy? Candy uh, town. No, Candyland is what he said. Know, like the game. But, but I'm like, I'm like, no, no, it's Candy Town. No, no, no. Oh, nice. It's Crazy Town. <laughs> Crazy land. Oh, no, that video, the video for Butterfly looked like Candyland. Oh, it was it was terrible. It was a terrible video. Their it their was, breakout yeah. hit was toxic. I don't know if you remember that one. But yeah, it yeah, was just it was yeah. just a bunch of cars with like really like a lot of lens flare was going on, but it was a bunch of cars and our hydraulics bouncing while they were just singing this song called Toxic. But like so toxic. obviously the only, the only toxic I know is by Britney Spears. Oh, yes. God bless so, her. No, anyway. The fact is, is that uh, some of that stuff holds up and some of it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And for as much shit as like we give Limp Biscuit now, you listen to it now and you bang your head and you're like, yes, I understand exactly why I loved this because I kind of like it now. And you listen to you listen to Corn or you listen to Linkin Park is another great example where you listen to these older songs and you're like. Yeah, I understand exactly why I like that because I like it now. And then you listen to shit like, um, I don't know, my mind just stopped working. Like, hey, I should be dead. Right? L- well, no, no, heart should have like stopped being because <laughs> my brain just stopped. Well, no, I get what you're saying though. Like, you look back on this stuff, and maybe at the time you're kind of like, "That's bullshit." Like, I hate it. Or I really liked it. Now you look back on it, and you're like, "Oh, that was bullshit." I was listening to that. Um, like, but you you brought up link. You brought up uh, Limp Biscuit, right? There was a time period where we liked Limp Biscuit, where we enjoyed it. Three dollar bill, yes. three dollar bill, y'all. 
uh, significant other. I had hot dog mm-hmm. water. I had yeah. And 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 here's the thing: someone the other day was just like, they were like, I heard someone mention that that Limp Biscuit played, uh, you know, did Woodstock whenever that was. Was that 1990? Uh, 99. Was 99? 99. Dude, and they just posted. They're like, I just, I just need to remind you. Hate Limp Biscuit all you want, but look at this clip. And it was when they got the entire fucking Woodstock jumping, and it was insane. It was a sea of people. They were huge. They he were was surfing. Huge. He was surfing on a a fence. It was a picketed fence, like a privacy fence mm-hmm. that they had ripped off. And he's standing on top of it while the crowd's holding it up, and he's surfing on top of that, still singing them to move in, move out. Yeah. It was fucking crazy. He, like, say what you will about Fred Durst being a frat boy asshole. I mean, sure, there's plenty of those in this world. Say what you will about West Borland being, like, really, just, like, dude, you don't have to be that creepy to be weird. You don't, like, you're fine, man. There's still ladies there was, that love that guy. There's still ladies that love that. They were like, I was just looking up pictures. It, I was I was just looking at that Twitter thread, that Twitter thread of where that person posted that, and someone was just like, Oh my god, I was just looking at pictures of West Borland the other day and how hot he is. Like it's just, dude. It's. I think West Borland has a missed opportunity moving into pornography. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe he. I mean, you know, who knows? All I, right. I, so. <laughs> We all predominantly listen to rock music. Thank you. <laughs> at least back in high school, correct? Yeah. Sure, 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 sure. I tried funny. to mix it up, but predominantly <laughs> rock. Yeah. It was it was 103 and it was 99 like all the time. Oh. I just love that you're like, "All right. So, anyway. <laughs> it's, it's, now that we reached Westmoreland so in pornography. A life vest. He's so grateful I, there's a life preserver here. I'm glad someone's like, here producing and moving us along. There's like, <laughs> all right. They got the push broom out. He's like, all right, motherfucker, get out of here. Get out of here with the Westmoreland porn. <laughs> Next segment. <laughs> Next no, song. Was, Next no. song. I told Next. you to do Tenacious D came out no, in September. That was, that was the hook coming from off stage and pulling <laughs> off there you go so so we so we predominantly <laughs> we predominantly listened to rock music in 2000 uh, in high school so For in sure. 2001 yeah some hip hop all right i'm going to throw some uh, rock albums that came out in 2001 at you okay okay uh edema their uh debut album the way you uh, like it alien ant farm anthology that had a movies and um billy jean yeah. i i didn't like their billy jean as much as i loved movies like movies. yeah oh i loved movies movies is fantastic movies is a great fucking song and fun fact a song that got big after the fact and they re-recorded they got a new budget and re-recorded the music video a second time hold on didn't hold on. they release it as it wasn't it their first single it didn't hit and then billy jean hit so they re-released movies and it hit yep they re-released it and they, they did record it a second because they did like they, they were basically just redoing a bunch of movies in the video where yeah. at one point they were all the Oompa Wonka Loompas and all that, and all that yeah. stuff. The the original video was just them like in a warehouse playing that song. Like a fucking Deftones video. Yeah, pretty much. Um uh Blink one eighty two, take off your pants and jacket. Oh, uh, that was such <laughs> a great song, dude. There I mean that was such a great album. I mean Yeah, um, had a rock show on it, first mm-hmm. date. We listened to that shit kids. so much. 
Yeah. That was something we that, drove around in your Toyota Camry listening to all the fucking time. Yep. And I still maintain if you are making a movie and you want to clue the audience in that it occurs in the 90s, you use Blink-182 and that will immediately set the audience to expect it to happen sometime in the 1990s. Caveat and or some 41. Okay. Absolutely. Every time there, every fucking comedy movie has one of Caveat. the one or two or one or both of those fucking bands are in it. Caveat. Uh, here you go. Here you go. Lynn, steal my sunshine. Uh, That's newfound true. glory. That's that true. Was, or newfound glory. Have I waited or, uh, too long? What was the What was the one that don't let go? You got the rhythm in you. Oh, oh six. Yeah. No, no, no. He no. does the rap like, uh, um, no, that's uh, that's uh, don't give up. It's got the music in you. New Fashion Fal- show no. with Beck and Hanson, Courtly Hanson. Love and Marilyn Manson. They're all freaks. Go to your mansions, come around. We'll kick your ass in. New radicals, new radicals. Don't let go. Don't give up. Let- I think no, I think you've they, got you give you get what you give. New radicals. They I think they actually performed yeah. that not too long. They were invited to do that on something not too long ago, and it was so weird because it was just like a bunch of dads. Down, uh, give up. Dashboard. Wait, so wait, but what year did that come out? That was ninety eight. Yeah. Dashboard confessional. The places you have come to fear the most. Death Cab for Cutie. The photo album. Wait, Dashboard Dude, confessional. Death Cab. That's a weird. That guy was like. Didn't they go through an entire lineup change up? Like the entire band changed over at some point? No, it's one guy. Dash Four Confessionals, one guy that was produced by a record company. Like they found the talent and then they found some song. Basically, like what they normally do with pop stars, right? Where they like Britney Spears or whatever, where they find songwriters and they write songs for them. Yeah. And then they perform these songs. But the difference was for Dashboard Confessional was they found this guy and they produced this emo band. And they did like, they produced mainstream emo and it introduced like young white girls to being depressed and falling in love with boys who are depressed and weak and need saving. And it was, it was this whole like Dashboard Confessional just leapfrogged this like suburban emo movement to me that was just, it was interesting because emo music really at the time was in DC and it was loud and it was screaming and it was like, like guys are like cutting themselves on stage and they're like crying on stage. Thursday. It was like all these bands that were like proper emo bands. Whereas uh, like what I like to call stuff like dashboard confessional was bubblegum goth. Like it was right. just kind of like, oh, it's very edible, very, very relatable. Like this is like, my life is shit, and it's like, something yeah, but your parents are rich. Like, yeah, yeah, something the hot girls could relate to. Uh, the next one I'm gonna throw at you. I have seen this band in concert uh, with the original lead singer, Drowning Pool, the Sinner album, which was powered by the Body single. Understand, I'm a sinner. Saw uh, them fucking, open for Seven Dust in uh, Athens at the Forty Watt, and and we're sitting there That's watching Seven Dust, and the guitarist and the lead singer are right beside us in the crowd because I guess it was like the first night they were opening for him. They're like, but they they were talking to each other. They're yelling at each other. Like like that's Seven Dust. We opened for Seven Dust. They're like <laughs> hugging each other 
tears of joy, so happy that they opened for Seven Dust, you know, at the beginning of this tour, and they're just yeah. going crazy, and no one's paying them any attention, but me and Sheets are just kind of like, those are the fucking guys from Drowning Pool. We just watched yeah. them perform. It's fucking yeah. crazy. Uh, let's see what else. Huba Stank's debut Huba album, Stank. Huba Stank. What was the big song off that one? Uh, the Reason. And the reason is you. Yeah. Right, I, I, I had a similar 40-watt club story now that I think about it. Because uh, that, that same year, 2001, Real Big Fish came to the 40-watt. Mm. And I was really good friends with uh, Jay Rogers, who was friends with this guy named Paul, who was the lead singer of the ska band that was opening for Real Big Fish. So, and then I also knew the trombone player for the opening band and another guy in the opening band. So that they like, you want to come backstage? I said, sure. We came backstage. So we're sitting in this room just chilling and the lead singer of Real Big Fish comes in. And I had just been introduced to Real Big Fish. So I didn't even know what the band members looked like. So this guy comes in, he's got a shirt, says staff. He sits down, he starts tuning a guitar. We're sitting there just drinking his uh, water and eating like they had like a vegetable tray with like carrots and shit so we're just eating his carrots he's like hey thanks for hanging out and he gets up and leaves they're like okay you gotta go so we leave we watch the show and then real big fish comes out and the same guy wearing that staff shirt comes walking out and I'm like fuck me I was hanging out with that guy the whole time yeah it's fucking weird isn't it <laughs> um, the official end of Incubus occurred with the release of Morning View uh, the lead single Wish You Were Here cemented Incubus as not being the funk metal band that they once were it's it's yeah, no it's kidding. wild because make yourself uh the album before that actually bridged over um bridged over that summer as well uh yeah with along with, with the drive uh, with drive drive was a huge fucking song for I them love drive. um but that came out that in was... november of 20 of uh, november of 2000 was when that was released that song See, and what 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 I feel like occurred was Drive hit so huge that that completely changed them. There that they were like, "All right, this is what we're shooting for now," yeah. and that's why "Wish You Were Here" was the lead single, and that's the reason they went the direction they did. Make Yourself was actually a really good fucking album if you listen to yeah. it. Uh, yeah. It, it and in Science, the album before that was fucking incredible. Mm -hmm. um, Make Yourself. I think that if Drive hadn't hit the way it hit, because there was also uh, what was the other big single off that fucking album? That was uh, mm. uh, let's see, um, bu 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 Stellar was really big off of that one. Um, Pardon me. Pardon me was like the first release off of it, but then Make Your uh, Sorry uh, Drive ended up being like the biggest fucking release off of it. Yeah, it Pardon was Me huge. was huge. That was a giant album. It was a great fucking album too. It was really good. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know, man. You just uh, drive hit, and you go with what works, right? You want to keep the money yeah. flowing, and they did. They did all right after that. But uh, we went to uh, speaking of the Deftones, we went to see the Deftones. Uh, and Incubus opened for them, and Taproot opened for them mm -hmm. at the International Ballroom. At the International Ballroom, and uh, dude, they fucking killed it. Like they still played like it was like a fifty-fifty set of Make Yourself and uh and Science, and it was mm -hmm. really good. Like they were still like they almost were a funk band. If you listen to like the early shit, 
Like they were almost a funk band going into science, and then the Fungus Among Us was before that was an EP before that, mm-hmm. and they were they were literally a fucking pot rock funk band. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody got hurt in the crowd, so they had to stop the show for a little bit. I remember that. And they Brandon got was up on stage telling jokes to try to keep people content while they got this person out. So it was also the dead of summer, and it was fucking blazing in that fucking. Yep. And they played Pinkerton between Incubus and Deftones going on. Mm-hmm. And Deftones covered um, "Say It Ain't So." Say it ain't so. I remember mm-hmm. that. That's fucking crazy. Yep. That yep. was that. That was the summer. That was the summer that White Pony came out, right? Was yeah, that the same I summer? So. I've yeah. got. So, I've got a lineup for you. I've got. Oh, I've got well, I've, hold on. There's a there's a fun epilogue to the story. Okay. There's a fun epilogue. So that was that was Jeremy, me, and Matt Riley all piling into Jeremy's little Isuzu truck, um, and us going and getting on 285 and not knowing which way to go and me being the only voice of reason to be like hey we need to go that way no we went the other way and circled atlanta because i went to sleep and i woke up and we were back at our exit i okay okay i do remember that happening i did that twice by the way i don't did you go with us to see thursday nope me and Matt Riley went to see Thursday and we went yeah. the wrong fucking way on I-20 for like an hour. Oh my God. Oh, we still made yeah, it to the show. We, we rode around 285. I remember. Yep. Me and a friend of mine went to go see Music Midtown and I fucked up the 85-75 split and instead of taking 85 <laughs> north to eventually take 316, I took 75 north and I took it all the way to 441 before I saw 441 and go, oh, we should probably exit here. And exited and then had to take 441 all the way back down. Welcome to beautiful Canton, Georgia. <laughs> through Commerce, all the way back through Athens. We were super late. Everybody's parents were super worried about us. And we're like, no, we're fine. We just can't fucking figure out a drive in fucking Atlanta. But speaking of, here's the 2001 Music Midtown lineup. Okay. And Friday, the 4th of May, there's John Mayer, Train, Bob Dylan, Ludacris, The Offspring, Erica Baidu, Foreigner, Ben Harper, Al Green, Kansas, Cool in the Gang, Cheap Trick, Talib Kweli, Blue Oyster Cult, Live, wow. Five for Fighting, The Black Crows, OAR, The Cult, Patty Smith, Music Soul Child, Run DMC, The Wallflowers, Fuel, Sugar Hill Gang, Steve Earle, In Vogue, Less Than Jake, Lucinda Williams, Arrested Development, Our Lady Peace, Indigo Girls. This list fucking goes on. Lover Boy, Night Ranger, Rehab, <laughs> Holy shit. American Hi Fi. Like these are all banging bands. At the same music festival in Atlanta. Like Music Midtown used to be the shit. Yeah. Number four Hot 100 single of 2001. Train, Drops of Jupiter, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Tell Me. So, that was a huge a- fucking a- year for them. So your 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 story about driving off uh, uh, into the middle of nowhere. Uh, do you remember, Mr. Lopez, when me, you, and uh, Rebecca piled into the car to go see Toby... And see his graduation, and she navigated it first, 
and took us some wrong ass way. Yes. And then we we figured it out eventually and we ended up rolling into there at like what four in the morning or something like that. And we had to something be up at crazy. like seven. Were we we were we even in a hotel? I don't even remember. We we got into the hotel and had to get them to call like Toby's dad's room <laughs> and so they would let us in. Cause they're like, hey, there's some guy there's some people here saying that we're here to to like we're here to be with you guys. Oh my god! And we went, we we slept on the floor for like the few hours that we could sleep. Jesus Christ! We ate at Huddle House. I remember. I remember all terrible. this now. I forgot all about this now. You know, there was yeah. a, there was an interesting shower thought on Reddit today that was like, you know, there are mem- there are people that have memories of you that you've forgotten, and I was oh, like, yeah. holy shit! Like. Yep. You're fucking right. There's definitely memories. Like, that's one of them. Like I forgot yeah. all about that shit. Yeah, that's fucking. There's nuts. probably things you could tell me that I would be like, I don't remember that, or it would come back to me and be like, holy shit, that's that's something. When you came back from that Daytona 500, uh, yeah. when you came over that Daytona 500, where Earnhardt had had died, and uh, yeah. you were sunburnt, you were really bad sunburnt. Yeah. And I yeah. forget what teacher, maybe it was Brazel. Someone was giving you shit about about uh-huh. your sunburn. Yep. They were like, <laughs> you're like, where were you? Because you missed Monday. Yep. You were there Tuesday. You're like, where were yep. you? It's like, I was sick. He's like, you're sunburned. He goes, <laughs> remember, she's going, I have rosacea. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Can I hear I play that say in it? my head. And he goes, I have rosacea. Like, he looked at him I like, wanna hear incredulously. Say it. Come on. Come on. Come on. Give me one time. <laughs> It was I. Be, I it was not Braswell. It wasn't Braswell. I believe it was either it was either a science teacher or it was that really cool Spanish teacher that 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 had to deal with them writing penis on the board and all that <laughs> stuff. I can't remember her name, but she was wonderful. She uh, put up with so much shit in that was. class. She was wonderful. We had there was so many goofballs in that class. Um, I think it was her, maybe. But and, and yeah, I was like, I have rosacea. I have rosacea. Just incredulous that someone yeah, would cause, ask. Because it was, I think I was mainly burned only on like half the face too, because of the way you watch the race. <laughs> um, and we'll talk about that more when we do a sports uh, episode covering 2001. Sure, sure. Uh, Bleed American by Jimmy Eat World came out. Oh, that was a big one, man. That That's was a huge. Good that that thing carried. Is essentially a, it was another one of those uh, albums where you had multiple songs that was that were pretty much in every movie, like in every fucking yeah. high school college party movie. Yeah, like you're gonna have a Jimmy Eat World, even if it's just in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, Origin of Symmetry by Muse, uh, Trust No One by Dave Navarro, Silver Side Up by Nickelback. Uh, Nickelback has made uh, their debut and and they're here to stay how you remind me was the big single um pushing this one it peaked it this album peaked at number two on the billboard 200 album chart and it's six times platinum what what did he do oh yes look at that and it has a thing that covers the year or something like that in it doesn't it i think it does i can pull that open if you guys want to go over that later yeah uh, no doubt, Rocksteady came out. Pod Satellite, uh, Come Clean by Puddle of Mud, Amnesiac by Radiohead, 
every six seconds by saliva. Holy shit. That was that uh did that have click click boom on it? I think uh, it did, right? Your yeah. disease, click click boom, yeah. Superstar, yeah. Click click boom um, ended up in every sports highlight for at least ten years. Click, click, boom. No, no, no. Um, I can I tell you the weirdest part about click click boom mm-hmm. is in the Air Force and basic training they have this week, they call it warrior week. And it's basically you go and you have to take a confidence course. They make you wear a gas mask and they gas you. And then you take the gas mask off and then you qualify on the rifle and they call it warrior week. And it's this big, like we're not the air force that sits in office chairs. We're, we're warriors. And right before you go, they show you these videos and it's all bomber porn, just predator feed, of people getting bombs dropped on top of them. Click, and it's click, all boom. and it's all set to that either click click boom or let the bodies hit the floor. Those two songs play. Of course. And it is. and it's and it's just people getting bombed. And like you're watching it and you're getting all hyped up. And then like at the same time you're like, they're showing us movies of people dying. Mm-hmm. real like, people is, dying in real life yeah like yeah. this isn't like a movie of someone dying like oh uh, yeah the actor just really no, this nailed is a that movie of someone dying well here's like, the thing oh, these special effects are tits no these are human beings dying and mm-hmm. we're all getting jazzed up about it and it just feels a bit weird you they, know what i mean they also mm-hmm. paid somebody a lot of money to edit that together with that music yep a ridiculous oh, and yeah. probably get the rights to the music oh yeah, yeah it felt um, like a pierced nipple it was just I don't know. The very disappointing, in my opinion, animosity from Seven Dust came out in 2001. Yeah, that was a bad one. Uh, Stabbing Westward showed up with their self-titled debut, Stained, Break the Cycle, Machine by Static X. Uh, Static X. Wait a minute. That was the one with the facial hair, wasn't it? No, Static X was the guy with uh, Wayne Static had the hair. Wayne that Static was like with the hair. That and the hair. There was, was a hair a, thing. Yeah, yeah was, he he did was, like yeah. he did something like Elmer's glue to make it stand up or yeah. some shit like that. What but, was the one that had like the weird facial hair? Or is that disturbed where he had the things on his lips? Is that one? Yeah, I'm the things about? on his lips and disturbed, but uh Wayne Static also yeah, did have the forked the forked beard along with the tall hair. Okay. Um, that was also the follow up to Wisconsin Death Trip, I think, which was their big hit that had that push it song on it. Oh, and then STP released Shangri-La Dida, which had days of the week on it and was the Ugh. the official Ugh. death rattle of Stone the, Temple Pilots. The album before Shangri-La with the star was a good album. Yeah. Number five, and I think I was, it was called. And I was looking forward for Shangri-La to coming out, and I bought it, and then I heard days of the week, and I was like, eh. And then... And I had also bought in Scott Weiland's 12 Bar Blues. Yeah. Before I bought Shangri La, because they came out before. And like that, like 12 Bar Blues was like, this sounds fucking. Yeah. Sheets, what it year did hit- we go to Big Day Out and see them live? That was 2000. Well, they were Music Midtown 2002. We went to a big, we went to Big Day Out and Deftones. No, not me. You weren't I've there? Never seen Stone Temple Pilots. I've never seen SDP. Really? Mm-mm. What year did they headline? They headlined I, one of the big, the the only big day out that was that spanned two days. Every 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 time big day out was one day. I went to the one big day out that was two days long. Deftones either headlined or co-headlined 
the second stage and STP headlined the, the main stage. And I remember we were watching them and 2000. Scott, Scott Weiland came out down the aisle in Lakewood and like passed right by us. Cause he, and he's still singing. Like he was, uh, they were singing, uh, the fucking, I am, I am, I am. I said, I want to be next to you. Like he was, he was fucking running down the aisle singing that shit. That was a fucking great song, by the way. 2000, according to MTV.com. 2002, yeah. um, he came out wrapped in an American flag without pants. Yeah. I saw his bare ass. I remember he had like skin tight. I don't know what kind of pants. He had skin tight pants on and he was shirtless, but he had these long black gloves mm -hmm. with, with a pink boa. He was wearing a pink boa and there were pink feathers going around the edges of the gloves. And he was just out of his mind on drugs. It was fucking Scott, amazing. Scott Weiland was one of those in that late 90s, early 2000s that was hooked on heroin. And for whatever reason, that heroin just fueled his creativity far better than anything else. And right. without it, without it, his self-esteem plummeted and his destruction was imminent. Well, and his creativity suffered. Like, sadly, I don't want, you know, you don't want to be like, no. oh, yeah, this guy fucking is garbage without drugs. But, I mean, it's it's horrible that to genre, say that, that's the way it was. It's Yeah, it's horrible to say that some of your favorite Stone Temple Pilots music is when Scott Weiland, it was just killing himself with heroin. Yes. You don't want to. that's accurate. That's the thing. That's how it goes. Yeah. Right. All right. That's the, but there's other artists that, that you can also claim that with. And it's just, it's sad to say that way. Here, it's a, uh, uh, Alice in Chains, for example. Yeah. Here's the, here's the question. And you bring up Alice in Chains and that's exactly where I was going. Are you a Lane Staley guy or are you a Stone Temple Pilots guy? Are you a Scott Weiland dude? I was a Scott Weiland fan in STP. high school. STP. Super STP fan in high school. And then, but like when, like after high school, when I like Scott Weiland's 12 bar blues to me, that album, when did that come out? When did that come out? That was, uh, what's the year? 98. When that came out, like that was like his jail rehab album. And it was super experimental. It was super just him just dealing with shit. And it was, I thought it was perfect. It was an amazingly weird ex experimental album. One of my favorites that I owned. And, but and then after that, it was just the rest of it was shit. I mean yeah. the other the other great song was their song Atlanta, and that was that was written about copping drugs in Atlanta. Yeah, with the guitar player from Pearl Jam. Yeah, I they. Mean, uh, I mean, it was it was kind of incredible, like to see all that unfold, like that all the things going on in that time, and most of it was during the nineties, obviously, right, uh, mid right. mid to late nineties. Um, but you know, it was. You know, Lane Staley, I mean, he had Mad Season, which was fucking crazy. That was a great fucking album. Um, but, like, Alice in Change just had some kind of moodiness to it that you were kind of like. But, you know, I had a friend, a friend of mine that you that you know, you know, Sean. Mm -hmm. um, he has a good, he has a good point about 
about Alice in Chains is like, but Jerry Cantrell has to back him up or it doesn't sound the same. Like mm -hmm. Lane Staley has a great fucking voice, but if he doesn't have Jerry Cantrell doing his harmony for him, it doesn't have the same sound that you hear from Alice in Chains. Hey, That's why I'm going to catch the rooster. Yeah. Like, hey, like that, without yeah. that harmony. No, he's absolutely right about that. I've never thought about that until you just said it, but it just rings so true. But for me, but, after Shangri-La and STP falls apart and then Scott does Velvet Revolver with the other half of Guns N' Roses, the rest of it was just like, I was like, I was hoping that Scott could pull out more music that I would really enjoy and it just never happened. It was quite the disappointment. Mm -hmm. But it's 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 just wild. Like you, you go back and you look at, and, and it's with more, it's, it's still... A thing now but probably more prevalent when there's not a lot of education and there's not the internet to get you in trouble um but like so many artists that you were into were just out of their fucking minds on drugs like how oh, many how many songs that you loved growing up were just fucking accidents <sighs> like he was just like this is what i'm feeling right now and then you then you get allison chains let him do it again like that was a great fucking song like it's just a really good song and I don't know, man. Like as soon as they try to start cleaning their shit up, they either die or they just nothing happens for them. And then they realize, oh, I just need to go back to being that guy because that's what everyone loves. And then like with Lane Staley, he just relapsed and fucking it's checked out, gone. Same with same with Scott Weiland, relapsed and checked out, gone. It's fucking crazy. Anyway. I think that I've always, my, my old man said something about it, and I kind of agreed that I, I think that a large quantity of these heroin overdoses are not suicides, but just accidental. Yeah. That's what happened to, uh, what's his name, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Guy went clean for a long time, and what the, the mistake they make is when they go back to it, they don't they forget they have baby blood again. And they're like, oh, I used to be able to do this amount. I'm just going to do this amount again. And then and they fucking kill themselves. And they don't realize yeah. that that's going to happen. It's like, no, your fucking tolerance goes down, you idiot. Like, I don't care how many years you did it. You took a 10-year break. It's not going to be the same. But I can, also, I can also empathize with, like, a pile of drugs sitting on a table just staring at you. Oh, yeah, man. When you're in a rock and, band in the 90s or the early 2000s, and that shit's well, just, just showing up in anytime, front of you. Anytime. Like, if we were drinking at the house, probably not tonight. You got a kid and all this other fun stuff new to your life. But We'll do coke with we the kid. In, <laughs> we, no, we, we would definitely not do coke with the kid. We'd smoke meth, maybe, but not coke. Uh, Come on. Of course. I'm a, I'm a classier than that. I'm classy. But, sure. But I'm just saying, like, there were times where, like, if there's a pile of drugs sitting on the table and I'm around a group of friends, we were taking care of this. Like, you're just, that's, we're taking care of this. Yeah. You're, that was 2000. Like, I learned how to do that in 2000, like the summer of 2001 for me. I had never drank before. I was around a bunch of crowds that drank and I could get, like, booze. I smoked cigarettes and, and did, did some cannabis there that's that, that uh, summer of 2000 but the uh the the fall of 2001 was the first time i got drunk and that's when i learned that it's like this is a different different road you got to navigate yeah i mean it, was, it yeah that's 
it's it's it is really different. I mean, I know that Sheets and I like. I can't speak for him, but I'm pretty sure. Like, we've never been like hard drugs people. Um, no. no, never. And no. Uh, I mean, through high school, we no. definitely did some cannabis. Like, that was something mm-hmm. you do in high school. And mm-hmm. I mean, we have a very fond memory of of a mutual friend of all of ours, Casey, uh-huh. that just. Like I cannot get that image out of my head to get yep. getting him, you know, stoned for his first time and just being like, <laughs> just looking over at him and seeing him losing his mind with a mouthful of popcorn, like yep. just losing his, I don't even know what we were watching. Yep. I have nope. no idea. No clue. <laughs> he was driving that, that MPV, the Mazda performance van. Um, <laughs> that thing had a Bose sound system in it, though. <laughs> that thing yes, was that thing was high class. It was the top trim of its time. Dude, um, that van was pimp. Um, but you know, I just I don't know. I don't have that kind of experience. Like, I don't like being out of control of my body. So I never really, I don't know. I never really got hard into drugs. Like, I don't like the way painkillers make me feel. I don't like mm-hmm. the way anything that's too speedy makes me feel like even caffeine mm-hmm. pills and shit like that. Um, no, for me, 2001, I was like the dog on a lead. Yeah. And I was just running as fast as I could. Just. just yeah. Just, so you got yanked back. Finding, finding that limit. Now I was never during that time. Thankfully I was never in front of any like really fucked up shit. Because if I was, I probably would have done it, and who knows what would have happened. But it's it's fortunate was, that a lot of those drugs are rich people drugs too. Like yeah, you have to have money, to fucking, thing, real money to do them. The only the only exposure I've ever had to cocaine was a friend of mine, and it came down to like he was asking to borrow like three hundred dollars from me. Yeah, and I was like, dude, I don't even have three hundred dollars to lend you. Like if I had, if like. If I even if I was like, dude, you need it, and I'm going to give it to you, I didn't even have three hundred dollars to give him. I was like, I can't even overdraft and give you three hundred dollars. The bank will not let me pull three hundred dollars out of that wall. God. I can't help you. And he's like, can you do ten? And I was like, that's a weird negotiation. That's like, a big hinged, jump. <laughs> <laughs> your life hinged on three hundred dollars, and then it hinged on ten. And that's what convinced me that. I don't have enough money to do cocaine. No, no, there's <laughs> like, no, no one does a lot like, of money. You need a lot of money. You need Charlie Sheen money to do cocaine. All the people that we may have known that have done cocaine were in rich enough families to get them out of trouble with cocaine. Like Here's it was the it's, thing though. I I've been perfectly happy with the high that i got from cannabis i never felt the need to go to anything else same i just don't like being out of control like it just well i no, can't I imagine like being speeded I out like of my mind being out of control like ah, i was, can't yeah i don't like i i can't i've got to have one foot on the pad like one foot has to be on the fucking base please you no know, i had to i had to find out i had to find out as quickly as i could how much i could drink until i started puking and the room started spinning and then i was like okay that's the number and then I was like, okay, what happens? Can I make that number go up? Like if I drink more regularly or or like how many puffs on this joint until like I can't fucking move my legs? And can yeah. like if I smoke every, like for me, for whatever reason, during that time period, it was like I was the dog on the leash. 
And the other thing was I was like the dumb dog on the leash. I would run as fast as I could, get choked, and go, okay, that's the end of the lead. And then the very next day, I would forget how far the lead went. Mm. Just and just run and what? Okay, that's the end of the lead. What was that? Was uh, okay. So I'm thinking in back in my head, and like I was thinking about introduction to drinking, and I think about a time that we spent at Sheets' parents' house uh, on yeah. a spring break, and I'm pretty sure it was 2000 and not 2001. Pretty sure that was spring break 2000 because I was 17. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, we we uh, we tried out some drinking. Yeah, and really, we really didn't get anywhere. One of our friends did. Yeah. <laughs> He got somewhere, all right. Oh yeah. Um, another big release in two thousand one. Sure. Big release, great album, fantastic album. Is this it by the Strokes? Oh uh, uh, yeah. Oh, the Strokes. Which which just brought a garage rock revival into the world. Well, and we're talking about you're talking about Such for us, a great rock band, Prime. Yeah. 99x time we're like right in the prime of 99x like you're yep. Such a you're like thing. you're like five six years into like a monolithic radio station in atlanta that is playing alternative rock um and is just introducing everyone to the likes of the strokes wolf mother like all kinds of well, fucking and they're bands. just on the cusp of it i mean they are they're pushing everything forward the darkness all that stuff well, no, no, um, the darkness, like to me, the, the like Wolf Mother was great. Just wall to wall guitar in your ear, buzzy, and then the garagey, just buzzy, garagey. And then to me, the darkness was like Queen meets Yes meets like just this next generation, like that whole first darkness album. I think that came out in 2003. The, the, I believe in a thing called love. Yeah. That whole album, double check for me, but that whole album front to back was an amazing album. Had songs like black shuck, which was just, Oh, just a rocking song. That whole uh, first album, their second follow-up album, um, one way ticket to Helen back. Was a lot more like choiry, queen like, still great. But the Strokes, the Strokes is just this English garage band. They could make a fucking movie about this band, probably. They had a Ramones feel to them. They really did. Very, yeah, very CBGBs, very just great songwriting. Every, Every Stroke song I've ever heard, I've just been impressed with the songwriting just good complex pop rock band just as tight band where okay think about the strokes for a second mm-hmm. and think about any of their songs and where what what building are you sitting in when you're listening to them like when you picture like hearing a song from them where are you sitting what are you doing well like driving I'm driving most of the time when I hear their music, but like if I'm thinking about like a live concert or if I'm thinking of like, if, if this is a movie and I've got a stroke song for the soundtrack, what's the scene of the movie? Mm-hmm. Well, what's, what are you doing? Like, all right, I'll give you to my, me, to I'll, me, the scene in the movie, the scene in the movie, if you're going to play a stroke song, any stroke song, the scene in the movie is a young couple falling in love. And it's that awkward silence 
as the boyfriend has just paid for the check and he's waiting for the waiter to bring the check back so he can sign it. And the two of them are just face to face, looking at each other, awkward silence, strokes are playing. That's that's it. For me, that's, go ahead. It's, and it's like a, it's like a diner, like the grill downtown Athens. They just had cheeseburgers. The cheeseburgers half eaten are sitting in front of them, between them. Yeah, it's and it's the strokes. It's this dirty English, great garage rock. Um, uh, honestly, I uh, the thing that I think of when I think of the Strokes involves sheets, and we're sitting in Little Italy Pizza, eating a slice late at night, and uh, and the Strokes was playing, and I just think about that every time. I don't know why I think about that too. Two heterosexual lovers sitting across from each other 100%. in a downtown Athens 24-hour restaurant. Yeah. Awkwardly waiting to pay the bill. Yeah, I got yeah. it. No, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> What's the fucking song that it starts off and it's got the fucking... Uh, we're, all, we're always It's always funny because the fucking... It counts down and then it's just the, the car spinning out in the ditch to take off down the road. Hard to explain. Hard to because explain. Because that's the... That's, I love that song. <laughs> And that video is fantastic. Uh-huh. It's just a fucking good song. And and I remember specifically one time we were sitting in Little Italy and that song came on and we're just laughing about the fucking car that's like already sideways. Just like trying to like take off and uh-huh. Oh man. Um also in two thousand one, all killer no filler, some forty one, powered by fat lip, but also uh-huh. in too deep. Into Deep was a big one. Um, What was the what was the death metal song they did in the middle of that? That uh, pain for pleasure. Pain for pleasure. Yeah. Satan is your god. Made uh made Charlie Dillard piss his pants. Yeah, Yeah, we were singing that. Charlie Dillard pissed his pants. (laughs) Pain Uh, for pleasure. That was after we had moved out and we were living at Toby's dad's house. Yep. <laughs> or no, uh, no, that was, yeah, oh, that was, was that, that was there? it? That, yeah, no, that was not there. Toby's dad's house. Cause I thought Toby lived in his mom's basement. No, we lived in Toby's Jerry dad's and I basement. Lived in well, Toby's dad's house. Cause Toby left for Marine ba- uh, boot camp, Marine camp yeah. like two or three days after we graduated. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Per- and Toby's dad, Toby's dad was running those Zaxby's, so nobody was at the house. Yeah, so we so took he, care of the so house. So we went and we and we lived there for dirt cheap. Um, Tenacious D, the Tenacious D album came out. Yeah, Tenacious. Two thousand one, didn't it? Really? Wow. Yeah, Two thousand one. Yeah. The first time I ever heard Tenacious D was at the Music City Bowl with the Red Coat Band. They sent us to Opry Mills, which is just a big fucking mall. And they thought, these kids are just have fun hanging around a mall. And we're like, no, we won't. But they had the Gibson store there. So we went to the Gibson store and a buddy of mine picked up a guitar. He sits down in an overturned bucket and he starts playing tribute. And I'd never heard it before. And he starts playing it. And then another friend of mine starts singing. And it looks like he's make the way tribute's written is it's like he's making the words up as he goes. Yeah. So I so it feels like my friend is just making this song up on the spot while my other buddy Matt is playing the guitar and it's like blowing my fucking mind. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh no, that's Tenacious D." And I was like, "What?" And then 
everything I heard from them just, you know, it's a, no, it's a, even to this day, like, uh, next song, next, I quote them. <laughs> you know, you, it's one of those things. It's just like, but Oh, I brother. told you to do the bendy thing. I told you to do the bendy thing. I told yeah, you, I told you like, it's one song <laughs> down. We're or good. Take, I need four chicken nuggets. <laughs> Six chicken nuggets. Take two chicken nuggets, shove them up your axe. And then at the end, it's like, ah, oh, fuck. Anything else, Ah, fuck me. Uh, Cherry's Jubilee, and that's it. Yeah. Oh, fuck my ass. <laughs> Cherry's Jubilee. Yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. I mean, it's it's such a quotable thing, and it kind of falls into that realm of, oh, brother, where art thou? Like, you still, mm -hmm. like, when you get around a friend, if you know, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you just start, yeah. you just say one thing, like, how many cock push-ups can you do? Like, it's like one of those things. Like, one. It's all one. one. One's all you need. All you need. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It's it's easy, and then like you can't stop doing it. It's it's one of mm -hmm. those things, but that's still just warmer, dynamic, <laughs> and awesome album. Um, yeah, there's yeah. someone uh, there's someone on uh, Twitch that I'll watch every now and then. Uh, that violin chick, she just just yes, she, uh -huh. she does uh, she does you know her violin over the top of other songs, and the tribute song she did over the top uh, like she did that song. And it was just like fucking incredible, but like it just made it even better. But that album, I will go back to it at least once or twice a year and just be like, I gotta listen to it all the way through. Through and through. That that is Jack Black just exploding out of being because before that, he was just this B actor. He was this supporting actor and he had just been the supporting actor in fucking the, a Godzilla movie. No, King Kong. It was a King Kong movie. No, King Kong was after. It, it was no, he was filming King Kong right at the, about the same time. He right? that was he about was, the same time as uh Orange County. Orange County was like yeah, 2000 2001. But but again, I mean like he was B-rate. He was the supporting actor. He wasn't the lead role. Yeah. And Tenacious D just and, and even now today with like the social media presidents that Jack Black has, the Jablinski Gaming's YouTube channel yeah. that he's running that's just fucking amazing. Like he's pouring himself into this these, this media that it just feels like he was made for. Like Jack's like, Jack can do movies and act and impress the hell out of us, but he's having way more fun doing this other stuff. Right. Absolutely. Uh, white blood cells by the white stripes came out in 2001. White stripes just fucking like they, along with that same class of the strokes and muse and all that stuff, those mm -hmm. guys were just were rock music at the time. Um, so Jack, oh, Jack White, another Jack, the other Jack, Jack White. I mean, that's to me, I think that. Of our generation, of our age group, to me, Jack White is probably this historian. He is the smartest, the wisest. He is the old man among the youth. He's beyond his years comprehension on some very simple things, in my opinion. To me, Jack White has it figured out to an nth degree to where... He just has to exhale and something amazing happens. All right. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. He's... I, I think that it, above all other people and I mean, other, just any other like musical artist, when you measure them against Jack White, it's just like, 
not very fair. He yeah, he can take he can take his own style and do his own thing, but at the same time, if you were like, "Hey man, Eddie Van Halen," he'd be like, "Oh yeah, let me just rip out this Eddie Van Halen shit." Like he's a really good fucking guitar player. It's just stunning, stunningly good. The next albums I'm going to bring up, uh, I'm going to bring up in a specific way on purpose. They both came out on the same day, May 15th, 2001. All right. Um, They were the first albums released by both of these bands in a few years. Uh, Jeremy, you and I went to see one of the bands in concert the day the albums came out. I remember. Uh, And I speak of the Green Album by Weezer and Lateralis by Tool. They both came out May 15th, 2001, and Jeremy and I rode in his Isuzu truck, I believe, um, up to Atlanta to go see Tool at the Tabernacle, um, and the wait in line was something like two or three hours. Because, because, because of counterfeit tickets, yeah. Yep, because Dude. of counterfeit tickets. Let me tell you, you about this. We had real tickets? You guys we had, real, t- we had, real, we had tickets. real tickets because of what Jeremy did to get the tickets which i still i still tell this story because it is ingenious especially for an 18 year old yeah (laughs) ingenious we were still in high school um we uh was this when like Ticketmaster was still at like Publix? yes yes so Ticketmaster was still at Publix. note yeah we are still in high school for like two more weeks yep because i remember matt matt wanted your ticket so bad I remember you were he was trying his best to get that ticket from you. He was trying to talk you out. Like, ah, you don't like him that much. Yeah, I would yeah. Fuck so, that. I'm gonna go see Tool. Anyway. So I call so I was like I was like going to stand in line at Publix is a bad idea. Ticketmaster.com with our internet is not reliable. Terrible idea. And I was like, what can we do here? And I noticed that Ticketmaster had different numbers. The different local numbers that you can call in every state. In every state, they had their own number. Like So they had just a call center or one motherfucker that probably just sat there and took calls in every state. And I was like, I was like, I am going to call Ticketmaster in Tennessee. And I'm going to call them five, ten minutes before these tickets go on sale and just bullshit with them. Mm-hmm. Until one or two minutes before. And that is exactly what I did. I called them and I was asking about these shows. I was like, well, what's coming to, uh, what's coming to Nashville, you know, in, you know, I'm I'm interested in, I'm going to be up there in, you know, in June, what's happening then, blah, blah, blah. And they list off a couple of things and you got two minutes away from when these tickets go on sale. And mind you, this is a four date tour. They did New York, Mm -hmm. Atlanta, Seattle, and LA four date tour. I'm still pissed that I can't find that fucking shirt. Like I said, I had that shirt. Anyway, um, Tool's first album in five years. Yeah, the tool the, the, had, had uh, toured. The tour shirt is. I have, I have a few tour shorts shirts that are just they're tour priceless. Too. I, want some, I want some tour shorts <laughs> too. If, you, know tour what, shorts. If, you know what? If fans sold tour shorts, I'd buy them. <laughs> I'd buy them. Right, all the dates on the ass. It'd be great. <laughs> um. But uh, so anyway, I'm I'm talking to this person at the Ticketmaster Tennessee, and uh, and I was like, you know what? Apparently, I think there's a Tool concert gonna, that's going to be in Atlanta 
and whatever the date was. I was like, are there tickets for that? And he was like, actually, they go on sale in like one minute. Do you want do you want a couple? I was like, yeah. And he's like, he sat there for a second. He goes, all right, I got you a couple. Um, I was like, he's like, is there anything else I can get you? I was like, and at that point, I was like, I was like, can I get two more? I think I need two more of those. He goes, all right. And he's like, ah, they're sold out. I can only get you the two that I got you already. I was like, that's fine. Charge it. Grab it. Do it. Um, And that's how I got it. We met people from. And you and Sheets went. We went. Like you said, there was a long wait in line. The line. Go ahead. So I was going to say, so like after school, we went by Best Buy, picked up the Green Album, picked up Lateralis. Because, I mean, what what else are you going to do? You got to get the new albums the day they came out. Right, so right. and so we and go it was and Tuesday. buy. Wasn't wasn't Tuesday? Tuesday was the day at yeah. that point. Now it's Friday. Yeah, then then it was Tuesday. So we go pick them up and then head to Atlanta. It was fucking crazy. Like we we picked those up, but like we get to Atlanta, the line was longer than normal because we had been to things at the Tabernacle. Mm-hmm. We had been to see it was rapping. Yeah, we had been to see uh, that summer. We went to see the Deftones, like the summer before that. Um, mm-hmm. After after White Pony came out, we saw Glassjaw open for Deftones. Yep. Um, it was it was great, but we'd been to several concerts at that point, and we were like, "What the fuck is up with this line? It was way longer than it should be." And it was after the doors opened. Like we had gotten up there a little late, right? Um, and we were like, "All right, fine. We get in line, and it's just taking forever and taking forever. Barely we're moving, barely moving. And you know, finally, people are coming out from the tavern and saying, look, there's this this concert is so hot that people have created so many fake tickets. We're having to double check tickets like two and three times um, to make sure that they're real before we let people in because it's the it's the tabernacle, so it's general admission. So when you get in, you just find a fucking place and sit your ass mm-hmm. down." Um, and it's not a huge venue. It's really not. And we're like, everybody's not, not a tool, not, and, not a venue the size no, for tool, not, Latera- it, not lateralis tool. And this no. is 2001. So, I mean, the technology to been figure the out counterfeit tickets isn't exactly what it should be. Right. Right. You know, I mean, I could go to Publix and they could print tickets for me. Yeah. yeah. And so we, we, we wait in the line. We're like, fuck, man, this is taking forever. Uh, it's wrapped. You know, you know the block that the tabernacle's on. It's so wrapped around wasn't that it, block. Wasn't it the Cotton Club was under the tabernacle? Yeah, the Cotton Club was it, under the tabernacle. It wrapped around that, in through the parking lot and around the block, and then yeah. back into the parking lot again. Yeah, it was fucking weird. And so we finally get inside. Thankfully, it was so up high, so high up. It's so the concert was supposed to start at like seven thirty, eight o'clock. Concert started at ten p.m. Mm-hmm. Um. Concert started at 10 p.m. It's still the latest concert I've ever been to at the Tabernacle. No opening band. 10 o'clock, Tool walks out onto the stage, and they blow our face off for fucking three, three and a half hours. Yeah, it was so long. Didn't was, they take an intermission at one point? They took an intermission and came back for another like hour and a half or some shit. Mm-hmm. And it was just most of the Lateralis album, almost all of Anima, you know, select hits off Undertow and maybe one or two things off earlier shit. And it was just mm-hmm. like, it was that was probably the best concert experience. I met people, we met people from all over. The, we met someone from Honolulu, Hawaii. We mm-hmm. met people from Nebraska. Like people were I coming think there from, was people there from like England and stuff. They, too. Were, they were coming from all over the world to, to see this concert. It was fucking amazing. I forgot that was in 2001. That's mm-hmm. such a cool, mm-hmm. cool fucking thing, man. 
and also the green album came out that day the green uh, album did come hold out. on hold on absolute <laughs> absolute pro move calling the next state over like that was no influence that was just you thought of that on your own my friend I, I thought of it on my own we tried it for other events after that i think we got like wrestling tickets after that for some shit but like doing that thing but i was just kind of like i'm just gonna i was like no it's, what it's the fuck's perfect. going on in tennessee because nobody's calling nobody's calling tennessee for tickets they're all calling atlanta it's also a move you can't do now because it's all one one a one eight hundred number you know it's yeah, like it, it all it's all going to india now i mean yeah. well they're having trouble with it now, but some place else probably. It, it's a genius move for an eighteen-year-old, yeah. especially. It's yeah. a genius oh, no. move. Oh no! This is Light fucking next level, of, yeah. next level gamer. Yeah, no. I was just—I mean, no. it got that's a, that was a once in a lifetime concert experience. That was probably my mm -hmm. my top concert experience ever. It yeah, was fucking you, you incredible. Were, you were playing with the game genie there, and, and, we, and we got I, to see him again at Bonnaroo. We saw him again at Bonnaroo. I've seen—I think Tool. I've seen a total of three times. It was the time at the Tabernacle, the time at Bonnaroo. And I saw him once at Gwinnett Arena or something like that. Like right before I got married, Gwinnett Arena. Like insane. That insane. Show, yeah. And uh, the last album really on this list of note that came out in 2001, uh, I Get Wet by Andrew W.K. Dude, I can't think of Andrew W.K. without thinking of uh, Mr. Fucking Sheets right here. Like yeah, mm -hmm. no, that was did, your fucking. Yeah. I liked him. This motherfucker loved him. Like oh, he yeah. was all I really about him. I appreciated what Andrew did, but fucking that's a that's an autographed poster right back there. Yeah, he's got a new album coming out. He does. I, I saw I saw that stuff uh, floating around on Twitter. Yeah. Um, I mean, not coming down here for tour dates though. You know, I've noticed a lot of weird tour date patterns, like in stand up comedians and in uh, in musicians. musicians lately. But I mean, I wonder. Wait, I it's about to open up. I, yeah. I think it, I think August, September is going to absolutely explode. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you play your cards right, you could probably get decently priced tickets to see a second or third show added Yeah, for some really cool acts. So like all, all I'm saying is, is that if you live near an arena, like if you're in a Gwinnett or if you're here in Athens and there's, there's local venues, if you live near a venue like that, keep your eye out very closely because I think starting in August, we're going to see an explosion of amazing talent for low cost and you're going to miss out on some great festivals or shows or collections like that yeah. uh, coming up here soon. I mean, we've got a rescheduled uh, concert coming up in July or August. I can't remember. Uh, the Hella Mega Tour has been rescheduled from last oh, year. Yeah. We're supposed to go. Um, Weezer Green Day Fallout Boy. Weezer Green yeah. Day Fallout Boy. Like that's a pretty big lineup at Truist Park, and it's uh, it's gonna be well, awesome. It's gonna be they're they're redoing uh, Rage Against the Machine and Run the Jewels. Run the Jewels with Run the Jewels. Yep. Come Those, on, that's gonna be a that was supposed to happen right when the pandemic really just yeah. blew up because I tried to get tickets in Portland and they were gone in no time and they were so expensive. They were incredibly expensive. All I want, I, like Rage Against the Machine, is one of those bands that's like a holdout on my list because yep. they broke up before I really was going yeah. to concerts. Same. Right? And same. 
and now you know they come back and you're like fuck rage against the machine with zach like it's gonna be fucking amazing and run the jewels and run the jewels and run the jewels closest i think they're coming right the closest i think they're coming to us is like raleigh north carolina but those tickets were fucking insane i was like i can't pay that i can't pay that i'm gonna need a minute you're gonna need a minute can we can we pause for the cause? I think well, I, I mean, think we're close to wrapping up. Actually, I think you, we're you just about done. Yeah, yeah I think we're up. about Let's done because we're going to wrap yeah. up. We did mostly music this time around. We want to do. Yeah, we want to continue the little mini series here. We're probably going to talk some movies next time. Um, yeah. We definitely want to good idea, and we definitely want to crack into uh, on another episode the uh, events of two thousand one uh, oh, because yeah. a lot of shit happened in two thousand one. Basically, yep. the course of the world changed. The course of the world changed. I figure I figure maybe we can knock out some movies and TV shows. Yeah. Maybe next time. We could do that. Uh we gotta cover sports at some point. We co- gotta cover video games. Yeah. And like yeah. you said, the news. The news of two thousand one. Yeah. Because it's crazy. So like like I've mentioned on the podcast before, I've been watching these weird history videos that do timelines just of these years. They've done the eighties, they've started the nineties, and they have one for twenty twenty. It's crazy when you go back and watch a breakdown of everything that happened in the year. Yeah. Because there's so much stuff you forget. Well, so much. Do you think, do you think too, like so much stuff was a bigger deal too, because you didn't have the same internet, like information flow that you have now. Like, because when shit broke, it was like big fucking news. Everybody Mm -hmm. picked it up. Everybody pushed it out. All newspapers had it. Now, like you find out about something minutes after it happened like it's it's a different kind of trickle you know it's it's such a weird adjustment i don't mm-hmm. i feel like you do look back on it you're like holy shit that all happened at the same fucking time and mm-hmm. it's just i don't know if it's different i don't know if we'll i'm wondering if in 20 years from now we'll look back and be like dude so much shit happened in 2021 you know well and also think though time moves differently when you're a child versus when you're an adult. It's true. So if you go back and look at the nineties and see that this year happens and all this stuff occurs and you're like, God, it seems like so much happened. Well, yeah, but it's still happening like that. It's just time moved differently. Then Mm. time was different for you as a child than it is for you as an adult. Well, the pandemic's done that for me. Like the, like March of 2019. Mm hmm. So like we're almost in June of 2021. So over a year and a half is all just jumbled into like what feels like just one moment mm. in a mm-hmm. year for me. Like one very anxiety filled, just shitty moment for mm. a year. You think that's just mm-hmm. because you felt that way for such a long period of time? So it feels like one moment? Sure. But I mean, like high school is the same way where high school had its ups and downs, but that whole period of time, like that old period of period of time feels like one way. But what's weird about two, what's weird about 2001 was we graduated high school and then the world changed. Mm-hmm. And then we just went to college later, just a and few then, months later. And then we went to college and it was like going to, like going from high school to college anyways is like a world changing event for yeah. most people but like there was just on top of that a world changing event could you imagine the people that 
2019 graduated high school and in 2020 enrolled into college. Mm, yeah, no, that's uh, they, they didn't get the, uh, the same experience that all of us got, regardless of if there was a nine 11 attack or not. Like, yeah, you got like a completely disjointed, like I didn't, it's, it's not what I signed up for. It's not what I pictured kind of shit. You know? Precisely. It's a really weird dynamic that, uh, I, that, so yeah, like for us and what 2001 did, did to us, I mean, and I think that, that she's hit the nail on the head when he said that 2001, September 11, 2001 was the end of 1990s. Yeah. Yeah. Like Official was, end of the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Because even the early 2000s was still the 90s. We like nothing 90s. had changed. Yeah. Nothing had changed uh -huh. until September 11th. And then that was, it was the 90s ended. Yeah. yeah. Everybody still had frosted tips and they were fucking, mm -hmm. they were wearing track suits and they were doing mm -hmm. all kinds of crazy, riding their skateboards and shit like that. Boy bands were out there in these very vibrant outfits in the music videos. Everything was upbeat. The war, there was, no, there was nothing to worry about. Everything was just, Sky high, yeah. nothing, we did, no, we, no problems. We didn't have music videos after two thousand one. Not many. We had, we had we had reality TV. We were talking about uh, the box, the jukebox, the uh, where you could you could buy videos that mm -hmm. could be played on TV, yep. and that died in January two thousand one. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Music videos themselves, because I think because of a lot of factors, but September eleventh and the 24 hour news network reality mm -hmm. TVs and, and the different movement of entertainment that we had just music videos was no longer needed. Also th there was a very, very, very pivotal announcement that occurred and changed music uh, in the, in the early days of 2001. Um, the iPod was announced early in 2001 and was released in October of 2001 and music completely changed forever. Yeah. Talk about the thing that wrecked what started the wrecking of CDs. Yes. Like, it's just the wrecking of just the music industry media. in every way. The wrecking of music media, the wrecking yeah. of, because destroyed radio right because the whole music industry was built upon the fact that a band couldn't afford all the equipment required to make an album or couldn't support the uh infrastructure required to distribute that album right but as soon as it became mp3s on the internet as soon as me and my band can record our album and put it on the internet to send to anybody yeah it's it changed everything, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. No kidding. It's weird. It, it is a weird turning point, man. Um, yeah. And that that all you know, kind of that ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one is when that Napster got fucking huge, and people found out it's really easy to trade around some fucking MP threes. Yeah. Um, and everything kind of start got set in the motion then, but uh, we we focused on music this time around. Um, and I think I enjoyed talking about it. Um, I think yeah. that having an episode on movies and having at least another episode on, uh, on the events of 2001 is, uh, is definitely in order. Uh, but we've also got sports like there's, 
there's all kinds of avenues we can go down but i think video games maybe maybe taking taking the next uh few episodes together would be uh would be cool to kind of just get all that out there because molly hasn't gotten to me molly what's her nuts has not got to me about a fucking uh reunion so i don't know if a reunion's happening maybe i'm not invited maybe nothing has changed since high school right wait wait did I'm molly wait wait Clean. I'm Molly, vaccinated. no. Molly, what's her nut got married? Oh, I'm, I, don't know, I wasn't trying to get. Yeah, specific. what's her nuts yeah. is her new last name. Yeah. No, no, I thought it was bitch face. It's not brown anymore. Oh my no. god. <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with you? What's for, I am a horrible human being. You're a terrible if, person. If Megan's out there, first off, I apologize. Second off, I would love an invite so that you can tell me how horrible of a person I am to my face. I'll take it. I take a beating just like any other punching bag. Who's Megan? I don't know. Who the what fuck was, is Megan? What was he saying? Steve? Molly. Molly, are we doing MDMA tonight? I wasn't ready for that. It's too late for that. Whenever we do the current events, the the pop culture of the year. The yearbook. We definitely the yearbook, right? Isn't it in the back? There's a little thing. Hold on, hold on. How many? How many have a have a great summer dudes? Do you see right off the bat? Oh God, Uh, I don't even know where this. You know what? You know what? You know what? Uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna find our I'm gonna find my senior year as well. Is that is that the senior year, Jeremy? Um. Is that the senior year? Senior year. Let me. Uh, because so did your did your parents do the advert? Jeremy wrote in my book. <laughs> let me, did let you me do. Did let you... me read this real quick. Hang on. <laughs> in the yearbook. Let me let me read this. <laughs> I, ha- I have an attorney here. I didn't mean to. <laughs> Quote: As I sit here, grooving to the fat beats of Outcast. I think back to the many adventures we have had, and it has been a long and interesting journey. Here you me, and here is too many more. We've evolved so much from corn from corn to slipknot to, to Weezer to Ozma. Here's to us and only us. Keep on geeking it with your hash pipe. Only hash pipe is H. Apostrophe, no, no, H, uh, asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. Brian. Oh, that is. That Keep is on geeking it with your hash pipe. <laughs> Mr. That's wonderful. An ending. Oh. That's so wonderful. Oh, my God. Okay. I have seen my, I've seen my yearbook recently. I, so I'll, I'll... I have been to the top of the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> we've definitely got to break into some uh some yearbook stuff um before yes. we i think i think that would be a good thing to lead with before we get into like the year's events kind of thing uh yeah. but some yearbook stuff would be great there's some uh there's some what happened in 2001 shit in there um and uh it would just be kind of cool to kind of thumb back through and just maybe just choose a couple of highlight things that people wrote in your yearbooks i am terrified as to what i wrote in sheets yearbook um i don't know i don't know what's in there but i guess we'll find yeah. out probably next time. i know i can't wait but uh did you remember they they got us on the football field to, to form the zero and the one in our yeah, out yeah, of yeah, people yeah. yep oh my god i remember what are we doing with our lives 
Where have we, what have we become? Uh, you know, I got to say real quick, like I watched a few episodes of the one years again the other day. I hadn't watched it in a while. Fucking love that show. It's so good, but I feel like it's very relatable. Yeah. Even now, even though that it's dealing with a different era, because you can sit back and watch and you can, you can at least relate in your own way. And you Wasn't sit it? there and you go, oh man, like at the time, I couldn't wait to get out of being a teenager and, mm. and get to, to 2001 and graduate and everything. And now I look back and I'm like, fuck, I would give anything to be able to go back and just experience life again like that. Well, that's everything was new. Yeah. All that shows about is nostalgia. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, I can, like, even with it being a different time period, it's yeah. still very relatable. Oh, everyone can relate to better years. Mm-hmm. Well, the even uh, the uncertainty. The ever been, everyone yeah. can relate to better years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The uncertainty, like just doing things for the first fucking time, like it's just, mm-hmm. it's all kind of wild, man. Um, but uh, we focused on music this time. Hopefully, next time we'll either do movies or we'll talk about current events. Uh, we still got sports to talk about, so at least a four part series. Um, at least at, at the very least maybe more who knows if we find more yeah. shit to talk about but uh and gentlemen it's more than four it becomes a mini series <laughs> it's true more than four times and you're playing with it that's what the rule was right i'm right. always playing with let's it. fucking we'll leave it like that it's a skin all right guys keep on geeking it with your hash pipe you can follow <laughs> uh you can follow sheets <laughs> at sheets live on Twitter, yeah. you can follow me at Lopez Radio, and you can follow that guy right there at Banshee underscore radio on Twitter. Uh, tweet at us, and we'll probably see it within a couple weeks. I don't know how often you check your Twitters, um, but mine runs about... Baker's uh, Dozen Army, baby. Baker's Dozen Listener Army. Baker's Dozener, Dozener Listener Army. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. I got my hash pipe. Mm-mm. We're going to be geeking it with our hash pipes. Have a great one. We will see you... Uh, I guess soon. We're going to try to do this in uh, within a couple weeks. We'll see you. Why? Why? That's a fantastic message. <laughs> Keep That's on geeking write. it with your hash. Geek pipe. it with your hash.